Your own personal headley. Someone to sponsor the show, helping us grow. And jobs for headley. Kathy lives in constant sorrow. Kathy. I am a girl of constant sorrow. <laughs> oh, see, you know that song, then. I do. Live <laughs> in constant sorrow. Well, today, Kathy. Oh, that's gross. Fucking people are making out in front of me. Oh, my God. And it's a guy. If it was two chicks, it'd be one thing, but it's some bearded fucking dorky guy and he's making out with his girl and they're like literally like leaning against the car like 10 feet in front of me like have some deep oh dear god finger her they don't even know how to kiss she he's literally like flopping her all around and he's like looking and she just looked at him like you are new at this oh (laughs) you sound kind of bitter boogie i'm not gonna lie i am bitter well i mean even in movies i hold my thumb up to cover out the guy because it's just gross because they're just guys are gross when they kiss that's why i hate women that keep their eyes open when they kiss i'm like don't look at me i wouldn't look at me there is something really really wrong with you guys do not look terrible when they kiss i love opening my eyes you are the one with the problem uh (laughs) if you want to look at me when we make out kathy you are the one with the problem. Oh, my God. You're such a dork. The show you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. That means you don't have to listen to it. But if you're curious... Here we go. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Perverted podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? Perverted podcast. Come and join our kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Yay! Yay! Hello and welcome out to this carnage of a show. Watching people grossly make out. Kids jump off parking structures to their death, possibly. You're listening to Perverted Podcast, the show where we talk about kinky stuff. Yeah, you know, recording live in this absolute heat wave that is Los Angeles today. It was so hot and humid, and it rained today. And I really, and no and not in a mean way, Boogie. I my thoughts were with you all day today. Ah, Kathy, my thoughts were with you. I'm like, her hair must be so frizzy right now. <laughs> no, because I was indoor in the air conditioning. <laughs> oh, well then fuck you. <laughs> I am no longer thinking. I was looking out for your hair, Kathy. <laughs> looking out. I'm like, this would do this would wreak havoc on Kathy's hair. No, she was inside air conditioning. Well, thank That's you. Right. <laughs> but I'm in a good mood because apparently um I'm I'm leaving again to go to Texas. Oh, uh, so the decision has been made, huh? Well, I'm I'm going to say 99.9. I got my car fixed yesterday cuz it had some things that I couldn't drive with um well on a long distance and I'm getting a tire tomorrow morning. Uh, so it doesn't explode on the road and I've packed half my stuff. 
they're, they've cleared out the room for me. So I'm going to wow. say it looks pretty much like I'm going. <laughs> There's no backing out at this point. There's no, well, you know, the, you know, you know me, something could always happen. But it's not like the last time, Kathy. I mean, it's kind of like the last time because I'm going to Leah's house. And we knew that it was kind of kind of rough on me after a, right. a, a, a while. But that was during a pandemic, during yeah. the shutdown, complete shutdown. So there was nothing open. My car didn't work. The ravioli ran two days while I was there for four months and not a single other day. So I was trapped in a house in a buggy part of Texas, you know, and then whatever, you know, tensions that Leah and I had after being each other's face for four months. Um, you know, so there was a lot of stuff, right. you know, going on that's not this way. I have a running car. We have all these plans. We're going to, you know, uh, we're going to go to her friend's house and they they're like literally right on the water you can cast a fishing rod over their deck into the bay kind of thing Uh and uh we'll go fishing you know goofing off on the beach she can go to the beach now her health has gotten a little better i'm still going there to help her you know not die in the middle of the night if she passes out from sugar dropping but uh but in general she has tickets to this big aquarium that's there uh, and I told Enigma it is in Corpus, you know, it's, I, I, I talked to Enigma, you know, before I talked to you. So, uh, I kind of let the cat out of the bag that it was by, uh, Corpus Christi. And that's where that radio station was, but I'll talk more about that in a, in a little bit. Cause fuck it. You I don't work there anymore. You told Enigma before you told me. Well, that's because there's this thing that I don't do called time travel. And I did Enigma's segment, which comes on later in this show. Three days ago, so I am so hurt. I can't even believe it. But I did think about your frizzy hair. So, oh, okay. You know, well, that's something. I didn't think about Enigma's frizzy nut hair today, or whatever <laughs> hair that Enigma has that I don't think about because it's Enigma. I love Enigma. I just don't want to think about humidity affecting his testicle hair. He's just a sweaty man, and we've we've now acknowledged that you don't like sweaty men. I'm not a big fan of the sweaty guys. It is true. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. Looks like I'll be out in Texas, and that's going to give me A, air conditioning, B, a, a shower and a place to sleep, and uh, internet that runs all day. So I put out some uh, some feelers today for some people to give me some ideas because maybe I want to do some how-to videos because I did some TikTok videos the last time I was there and maybe do some more instructional stuff. And it just, I mean, I'm going to be in a place. So that means I have the whole day that I can actually, you know, kind of produce things and do things. So so I'm just going to try to take advantage of that time during the summer. What did you do this week, Kathy? Wow, I can't really say that I did anything out of the ordinary. I will, although I will say that I have an exciting thing coming up this Saturday. I will uh, be attending a kinky party. What? Yes, I have been invited to my Michelle's kinky birthday party. What? Where is I it? I know. It's some weird, I don't know, downtown place that looks like it's you know, surrounded by homeless people. You know, it's downtown LA. They, it all looks <laughs> You're like my that. people. 
Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see my friends. I can't wait to have a good time. Can't wait to be around kinky people. It's been a long time. And this is a total femdom party, which I am. I have had a femdom itch that needs has needed to be scratched for a long time. So I, I just can't wait to go. You think you might be uh, given a uh, deserving young gentleman a spanking? Uh, young, old, I don't care what he looks like. As just long you're going to punch some it. dude in the balls. As long as he kneels, knows how to kneel, knows how to treat a woman, uh, I'm there. Well, I hope you find a boy. Hope I will find, find a boy. Your, hope you find yourself a boy to beat. I look forward to it. Now, look, I'm already starting to talk in a fucking accent. I know. I mean, stop it. Freaking road yet. <laughs> Get ready, kids. Three, four months in Texas. Y'all, I'm going to be all y'all. <laughs> gonna be all you <laughs> shit. Oh, when you find your love life waning and you might need some explaining, come to us for some fucking advice. Well, Boogie, somebody has actually asked us for our advice. It has been a while with, with, since someone emailed us and said, hey, man, we want to know uh, what you think. And today I have an email from Joy. What a lovely, lovely name. Joy! She, she, joy. She's sparking Joy. joy. And she says, dearest, darlingest, Kathy and Boogie. I like the opening already. I'm just going to say that much right now. She said your name she, first because you're the most darlingest. <laughs> I'm the dearest and the darling. <laughs> not really. I suck. <laughs> she says, your pleas for emails have not fallen on deaf ears. First off, I want to thank you, Kathy, for your vulnerability and courage regarding the life situations you've been dealing with and for taking the time you needed to take care of yourself. I'm glad to have you back on the show, and I truly admire and appreciate your strength and emotional vulnerability. Well, Told that you. just practically made me cry. When I read it, it's very sweet. Um, you know, thank you. I, you know, stuff like that always, you know me, Boogie. It always makes me very. You're everybody's favorite. Oh, stop it. I am not. Yikes. <laughs> bitter man. I got bitter Boogie today. All right. Can't said, find for- a bitter man. <laughs> <laughs> that's me a bitter man <laughs> that's good that should be the name of your blog while you're out there bitter in texas <laughs> she loves him he's a bitter man <laughs> my not a really good eddie Vedder impersonation by the way oh my god at all all right joy says now for my thing After a bit of a dry spell with my partner due to mental and health and general life problems, we're trying to get back into having sex again. It's been difficult to say the least. I feel as though I've lost my sexual confidence in part due to issues with vaginal pain, something I'm already working on, and in part because I know that for quite a long time, I haven't been meeting my partner's sexual needs. There have been underlying reasons for this, which we've both discussed at length and have worked on together. But the bottom line is I've been falling short and I feel bad about that. I know I've caused him a lot of hurt by procrastinating on his needs over the past couple of years. And because of this, I worry that any verbal validation he gives me about my progress will be lip service. How can I regain Mm -hmm. my confidence and start to feel like the freak I know I am when I know that I still have a long way to go before I, quote, meet expectations. And then she adds an important Mm -hmm. note. My partner isn't asking anything of me that I don't want to do. He's not pressuring me in any way to go outside of my comfort zone. These needs are also things I want. I'm just nervous to try them out. Well, that's a good thing to add because now we know that you have uh, a supportive partner. 
that's absolutely true. That would have been an entirely different approach because now this seems to be all about, like I heard six different things of her kind of sabotaging herself with insecurity in every shape of the way. Like to, you know, you won't even be able to accept his validation without being suspect that he's just saying it is lip service and I'm not, I'm not going to be good enough. And it's like, it's like, this is a clear, I mean, I'm going to let you go. Cause I got pages. <laughs> well, I, I want, that was your, what you said. You're right on the money. That was exactly what I wanted to talk about because, um, she starts off really strong by stating legitimate reasons why this is happening. Sure, and, sure. and it doesn't seem to me that she's procrastinating at all, even though she says she's caused him hurt by procrastinating on his needs. Doesn't sound to me like you're procrastinating, Joy. You said that you're taking care of it. You're talking to doctors. You're even talking to therapists. You're working on it. The two of you are communicating. I'm not quite sure if the procrastinating is actually happening. Or if it's something that you just feel. That word is very important because somebody who procrastinates, number one, procrastinating is not a bad thing. Almost nothing is a bad thing. It is when it starts to go over into habitual behavior or behavior that starts to negatively impact your life. I procrastinate a lot. I used to procrastinate a lot more and it negatively impacted my life. You cannot go through life without procrastinating here and there once in a while because we have in this in modern society, we have a lot of of responsibilities and things weighing on us and asking for our attention. There are times when you need downtime. And unfortunately, I think that a lot of people, including myself, we um, think that when we're taking care of ourselves and relaxing and doing things that have no value to anyone but ourselves, that is equal to procrastinating, and it often is not. So I, number one, I would caution you on that word and ask yourself, are you really procrastinating? And the second thing was that the worrying that any verbal validation he gives you about your cro- the progress you're making is just lip service Listen, I am right now going through hell with my therapist trying to get to the the root cause of my own low self-esteem, my critically low self-worth. We're trying to get, and we have gotten to the core of where it is. People like you and myself who exhibit that kind of extremely low self-esteem, there is always a root cause for it. There's always something in childhood uh, and it's usually something that you didn't even realize was happening. It's usually something that happened when you were so young that you didn't even realize you formed these uh, feelings of not being good enough. But there's always a root cause there. And I know that what I'm about to say doesn't really help you, but you have to get over it. One way or another, you have to get over it. And I know how hard that is because when you have low self-esteem, critically low self-esteem. There's no button you can switch on your brain that says, oh, I'm just going to switch it now and all my low self-esteem will go away. It doesn't work that way. I have spent my entire life battling my low self-esteem. When it got to its worst because I didn't know any better and I was younger, it, it fell over into severe depression and that was a bad time for me. I, am, I want you to understand that I'm not saying this from the lofty heights of someone who doesn't have low self-esteem. I'm telling you this from someone who has battled it her whole life, and I know that it's not something that happens overnight. And your two years of dealing with other issues, your health issues, your mental health issues, is difficult enough without putting on top of it the problems that you have worrying and wondering if your partner who 
by everything I'm hearing, sounds really supportive, that worrying that he is just paying lip service. I understand how hard it is, but that, as Boogie would tell you, because I've heard him make this argument before, that's actually disrespectful to your partner. If you believe them and you trust them, and there's no reason why you shouldn't, if you then tell them, I know you just said that I'm making good progress, but I don't believe you, what does that say about how little you respect them, let alone how little you respect yourself? Here, here. Double here, here. Triple here, here. Preach it, Sister Katharina. <laughs> El Precho. Indeed. El Precho. Katharina. I love what you said. I am completely on board with all of this. This is, there is so much to this. And of course, you and our lovely listener uh, is also not the only insecure person in this conversation that has radical <laughs> insecurities that I've been dealing with my whole life. We have a, what is it, a quorum? We have a quorum. <laughs> we, we have an absolute 100% quorum here. We could literally make some sort of a law uh, of insecure people with all of us together. But what's exciting is, is that together with our combined basic intelligences, we can now objectively look outside of each other's insecurity and talk to each other on a level that we all understand. And I think you just very eloquently shared your observation that is outside of our of the person who is asking our opinion. And that is amazing. Let me also add to that, and hopefully together as three fucked up insecure people, maybe we <laughs> can make some sense of these types of situations because it is it is really important. What I see is happening right now is after reading that letter, now take this as humorous because that's what it meant, was I was like, shut the fuck up. Shut your brain up. You are completely living in the future. That is anxiousness. And I went on mayoclinic.com today to look up painful sex, which we've talked about on the show, which Dr. Doe talks about on her, and she's had it. And it's called, I'll find that shit in a second. But I want to first stick with the sabotage and telling your brain to shut the fuck up. Anxiousness is one of the causes of painful sex in a lot of times when it's the psychological aspect of this thing that I'll talk about in a second. You have to stay in the moment. And in the moment, you make one step because that's all you can do each moment. So you don't have to accomplish the entire meeting your partner's needs to what you have in your head equates to a validation of meeting his needs. All you have to do is make the effort in the moment to start that process. You have his support. You've said multiple times that you guys have talked, that he supports you, that he's not pressuring you. Great. You now have an open door to do something in the moment. If you know specifically the types of things he likes or the types of needs that he has, just do that. Just do something simple, even if it's not all the way. Like if it's something that puts you in that fear or danger of having painful sex, then obviously that's something that you have to take 
at smaller steps because you have to deal with the painful sex before you can get over it. And I've dealt with this with Bunny. I've dealt with this with other partners. It is a real thing. Now I have to look because I have 500 pages of notes, Kathy. Which I believe it. I've seen the, you with your 500 pages of notes. Well, I caught, well, this is something we've talked about a lot on the show. This is something a lot of women go through at one time or another to the point to where you can go on mayoclinic.com and all these other medical sites. And there's tons of research, but it. it's a, it's a syndrome called, oh man, I can't even read the pronunciation. It's dis, <laughs> dyspareunia. Dyspareunia. That's what it's called. D-Y-S-P-A-R-E-U-N-I-A. Dyspareunia. Whatever. It's got a name. Oh, my God. It's got a name, and it goes down just this list, pages and pages of things that cause it that are physical, that can be anything, you know, from childbirth to different things to medications that you're on. Um, that can affect it, antidepressants, antihistamines, certain birth control pills, and then, of course, traumas, irritations. If you've had an accident or a pelvic surgery or a cut made during childbirth, there's all these things that talk about, you know, vaginismus and involuntary spasms in the muscle, blah, blah, blah. And then it gets into a giant page of psychological issues that can also cause painful sex a reaction in your body that says don't mate this is as old as biology and there's tons of research on this anxiety depression concerns about your physical appearance fear of intimacy or relationship problems that can contribute to a low level of arousal resulting discomfort or pain stress your pelvic floor muscles tend to tighten in response to stress in your life If you have stress, anxiety, or a fucking pandemic that you just had to survive, that can cause painful intercourse. These are all things. It just goes on and on and on. And then it gets to the kicker, Kathy. Mm -hmm. At the very end of this, initial pain can lead to fear of reoccurring pain, making it difficult to relax, which can lead to what? more pain you might start avoiding sex if you associate it with the pain and i'm not talking about good sexy kinky pain i'm talking about pain that your your whole body is is going don't do this so there's a lot that can be in a mind that can make sex painful for a woman and it's okay it's normal She, our poster is taking great effort. She's seeing not only a doctor, but a therapist to work on both possibilities. And that gives you the best leg up to actually start to make headway. But right now you can stay in that moment. You can stay in the moment with your partner and even talk to them about it and say, Hey, I want to start taking some little steps, you know, and let's just see what happens. And if they're supportive like you say they are, they'll be probably happy with almost anything you're going to do. That's um, very true. I, I I agree with you. Um, I will reiterate that it's it's there are steps you can take, but it's it doesn't happen overnight because the the question that she has is how do I get my confidence back? Okay, and that was that is a big question and. 
I'm going to refer her back to the very beginning, the first paragraph of her email in in which she thanks me for taking the time I needed to take care of myself. So I want you, Joy, to think about what you just said to me and how much compassion and empathy you have, how much patience you have. You don't even know me. I would imagine that you know your partner and love him or her a lot more than that and that and vice versa. If you can find that kind of compassion for someone else, which I have no doubt that you can, that's one of the the hallmarks of people with low self-esteem is that they have a huge double standard. When it comes to other people, they will bend over backwards for them, give them the benefit of the doubt, be totally patient, um, empathetic, sympathetic. There's very few lengths that somebody like you will not go to in order to make their friend feel better. Right. You're capable of doing it to someone else, but it's, you find it difficult to allow someone to do it to you. So my suggestion, one of the things that, that did help me a little, is to remember that, that me talking to someone else and imagine what it's like to be on the receiving end. To make it an exercise where you say, can I do what I'm always telling other people to do? Take the time for yourself. Take care of yourself. What you just did in this email to me. Imagine what it's like to be on the receiving end. Try and put yourself in someone else's shoes, in the shoes of someone that you're counseling to take care of themselves. Because that part of you, it exists. That part of you that speaks to your friend or your partner or your coworker, someone you care about who you see is in pain, that part is already fully fledged in your head. All you have to do is turn that counselor around on yourself. Here, here, take the little wins, and every time you have a little win, put that in your evidence bag, and then build that bag with little wins until you start building that confidence. I think this is a great topic, and I'm glad, Joy. Joy! 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 <laughs> I love that name. Keep us updated on how things go with you, pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. And once again, if anyone has some advice, not saying where it's always going to be the best advice or the worst advice, but it will be advice. another opinion. Advice. <laughs> yeah. Pinky World News is sometimes cool and sometimes fucked up. Let's glory hold the planet right now with Enigma. Yeah. Well, hello there, Mr. Boogie. Ah, buzz, 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 enigma, buzz. See, I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. Little building, building the anxiousness and anxiety. Well, I'm building anxiety. That's my go-to. But anxious, what anticipation? God damn it, Rocky Horror. Building some anticipation amongst the kids. How the hell are you, Enigma? I'm 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 doing pretty good. Uh, you know the the lovely IRS sent me a letter that says I owe them money, so that's super fun. But other than that, um, that is so cool, right? I, I love the IRS. They are they are a much needed part of our society. Well, yeah, you know roads. <laughs> I mean, it's like, we're not going to get into the IRS or whatever, but it's like fifty percent <laughs> of your tax dollars go to shit you wish didn't exist. But we are still driving on roads. And there is still a fire department and stuff like that. So it's true. It's you you kind of need at least you're not going to have much infrastructure 
if something's not paid for. <laughs> but it just sucks when it's you right. that they ask right. to personally pay for it when there's other people that are definitely not paying for it. Right, exactly. That 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 you know that that, that that's exactly right. Like if other people were paying what they should be paying, it'd be a lot better. Well, thank you, Enigma. As this is super when sexy. I drive through Burbank <laughs> after we finish recording, I'm going to roll down the window and say thank you to the road that I drive on. I mean, you could even get out and kiss it if you really want to. Well, I don't think I, I really feel that much gratitude for your tax dollars. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know, okay. just maybe a passing thanks, Enigma. That's fair. Kind of thing. That's Have you gotten any play? Um, so a couple weeks ago, I, I did get some, um, some fun wax play in and that was, that was a lot of fun. Oh, very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. W- with my partner. And so, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, d- did a design on their chest and like put like their, the start of their, their name, like in wax and then did a big decoration around it. Yeah, it was, it was super fun. That's very, very cool. When you, uh, when you do name stuff or whatever, do you have like a little mustard, you know, ketchup bottle thing that you drizzle, condiment bottle, I guess, and uh, and kind of drip it on evenly, or do you just kind of try to spoon it on or candle drip it on that way? So we were doing candle dripping. We had both um, like the kind of standard issue um, stick candles that you can get from like Hustler Hollywood or whatever. Right. Um, and then they brought with them this little like pitcher um, of, of wax. And so between those two, I was able to basically drip in the, the right places to to make the letters and all of that that's very cool that's very yeah i usually suck at the at the evenness like if i make patterns like you know put a little piece of cardboard or you can do cutouts Mm -hmm. you know and then like you know you can do wax play stencils basically right right. so if you want to do something that looks really really cool and even but if you're just kind of doing it you know i mostly do the wax play for the sensation the real you know the connection all the energy and shit like that but uh but yeah, some people are just uh, get really, really detailed on uh, the stuff they come out. Some really pretty looking stuff. But that sounds like fun. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, we it was just kind of a impromptu, or not impromptu, but like just like the design of it was just kind of like on the whim. Um, I did stop with the picture after a while because because um, you know as you're pouring it, there's the lit flame. And um, sure. the flame started to. Um, I I heard a crack in the glass jar or the, the pitcher, oh. and I'm like, it's not designed for high heat. I don't think so. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, crack number one equals put down whatever yeah. the canister is. That's unfortunate, but it's good. And that's. I mean, I'm gonna be snobby. I'm okay. gonna be okay. super fucking snobby. Do it. That this is evidence. I'm not a super big fan of music during play scenes. Okay. And I'm not a super, surely not a super big fan of loud music. If it's a specific scene where the, you're going to flog and tempo and they're really into that band or whatever, and they're, you're, it's kind of a thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Um, I've done that and it's been fun. But in general, I really like. I'm going to be snobby. It's going to sound snobby. <laughs> I like the music that my partner is creating gotcha. that I'm playing on them. Like I am playing them like an instrument. Mm-hmm. That being said, also, when shit breaks, when shit cracks, which happens, mm-hmm. you can actually hear it. Right. 
And you were able to hear that and not keep going because you had stuff blaring in your head. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, the thing breaks in half and your hand cuts you (laughs) and then stabs your, you know, your partner. Worst well, case well, and, and, and thankfully, the, the club I was playing at does have volume control in, in, in most of the rooms. And so I was able right. to and that, that and, unless we're doing like the rhythmic thing and I played with the person a bunch of times, like I will usually turn it down until it's just kind of background noise for that right. reason, because I also want to be able to hear my partner, you know, say red or say yellow or say, <laughs> ah, that hurts too much. So like, I, 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 yeah, yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of reasons to be able to hear what's happening in your scene. Right. And once again, I know once again, no, I'm saying this for the first time, but I'm saying it in my head once again, because I've had this argument with myself 300 times. I understand there are some people that music is integral to their that is their play. That is how they do it. And of course, for safety, you would have to have other signals that alert your partner that you're having a problem or there's a safe word. Sometimes whatever. We've talked about those. Sometimes it's holding a scarf. And then if you toss the scarf, that means, you know, red or any number of things. But it's I like to be able to hear what's going on, but I'm not yucking people's, you know, I'm not yucking someone's yum. It's, you know, I just want to make sure that you don't, you know break glass on people <laughs> right exactly but it sounds like you had an exceptional time yes with your, it was super duper fun your delightfully lovely partner and uh we hope for more shenanigans i may i don't know how soon my shenanigans will be coming but i may be doing a geographical again i haven't gone to texas Ooh. in a couple years i may be going back to texas and uh for a few months to beat the heat out here mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. when it starts getting real hot again. And uh, it's very different this time because now I'll have a car that actually runs so I can <laughs> go places right. where the last time I was there, I was literally trapped in Leah's house and and uh, with bugs and heat and, you know, whatever. But uh, so that was awful. And also, as I have said, I don't know if I said it on this show. I know I said it to the patrons. Because I don't care. I quit I quit the radio station, so it doesn't matter. Um, that station that I worked on was in Corpus, mm-hmm. which was 30 minutes away from Leah that I didn't live at um, at the time. So now the fact that I'm going out there, maybe I won't be doing stuff directly for the station, but there may be other things affiliated that I can do and have a lot of fun with my buddy who does a lot of, a lot of different events and stuff. So nice. it sounds like there might be some fun. That that is always a good thing, and as a fan of, usually a fan of Texas, I uh, yeah, I, I I think that sounds like a good plan, and to definitely get away from, uh, get, get a change of scenery for a little bit. Yeah, 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 because Los Angeles kind of sucks right now. It's just yeah, I'm just kind of kind of over uh, <laughs> things that I'm very over, and personalities <laughs> and whatever. And every now and again, a group of people try to hijack the kink community. And uh, we've seen it before, uh, and and then they try to bully everyone and tell everyone how they're supposed to be, otherwise they're not doing it right, and stuff like that. And that gets, you know, real old. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, nah, I don't really want to venture out much into uh, the Los Angeles scene right now. Mum's the, mum's the explanation, but everyone who knows me pretty much knows what I think anyway. Right, but, that's uh, right. That being said, you have a couple articles that I found both <laughs> intoxicatingly <laughs> hilarious mm-hmm. 
and uh, and also kind of interesting and validating of things that we've thought before. Mm-hmm. So the first article that we're getting into comes from time.com and it is entitled The Singing Penis, The Masquerading Clitoris, and Other Sex Secrets of the Animal World. Yeah! My singing <laughs> penis! If only. So this is a long... Uh, this article is pr- kind of on the longer end, so if you do want to check it out, uh, I highly recommend it because uh, we will only be get, kind of getting into the highlights of the article here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the most striking aspects of the animals in our world, us included, is that we have evolved to reproduce in so many different ways. And remarkably, the differences between genitals are considerable. Uh, thinking about the origin of the penis brings up a lot of questions like, what purpose does the penis serve? Why do they vary so much in shape and size? Why do, Where do the vaginas or the clit fit into all of this? The article goes into a few different styles of penis around the animal kingdom. So the first one they go into is called the water boatman. This is a bug. <laughs> and they attract females by singing with their penis. Singing penis! Singing penis! They rub their organ against the rough ridges of their abdomen to produce a powerful chirping that attracts the females. The chirping can reach up to 99 decibels, which is about as much as an elephant trumpet. <laughs> that is a rockin' screamin' bug dick! Oh yes, you can hear them wanting to come from miles away. <laughs> That's the- how fast do you have to rub your junk against <laughs> your stomach? To 99 decibels. Now you're talking an elephant is big. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A really, and a bug is very, very small. To create the same volume as something that's like that much bigger, you got to have a rock and cock. There's just no, I mean, I get, you know, insecure. You know, a lot of guys, we get insecure, you know, put up to other penises. It's just a normal thing. But sometimes you just got to hold up your hand and say, I can't, I can't compete. My cock would not be 99 dead. Like I could whack it against a fucking table or something. Right. It would hurt. But I don't think 99 decibels from a bug jerking off. That's got to be insane. Uh, it, it definitely does. I mean, we can like whack them against the partner and that's kind of hot, but it's, it's no 99 <laughs> decibels. No. Worth a sound. It's more like no. thwip, yeah. thwip, flap, flap. You like that, baby? Flip, flip. <laughs> They're like, bring the fucking bug in here. Because that thing <laughs> is fucking crazy, screaming bug dick. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in a parking lot right now, and it's just echoing literally through five levels of parking lot. Screaming bug dick. Fuck yeah. So... Uh, the water boat is not the only singing dick that we have in on this list. The other one is called the grass moth, and it comes with right. files, scrapers, and resonance zones that come together to produce ultrasonic frequencies. They huh. uh, science uh, has talked about how they may use the the sound to mate, find a mate, or even throw off bats so they don't become the next meal. And they do all this with their genitalia. Supersonic bat avoiding dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I mean that that that'd be a, it'd be an interesting uh, uh, superpower. <laughs> Away, bat! I'm trying to get laid. <laughs> I'm trying to get laid here, bro. 
And then their she dick just starts singing. Me. Yeah, <laughs> the penis is singing. Let me whip out my magical singing ultrasonic cock. It, it, th- th- this makes me think of th- there's this cartoon of Superman and Lois, and it's like the first time that they've that they're gonna have sex, and um, so uh, Clark you know opens his pants up, and Lois gets scared, and it's like and, and he's like, what is this not all human penises? And she's like, no, are those pinchers? Ah! Um, and so he and he's looking very confused and like, yeah, how else do you grab onto the yeah. It's very, uh, th- this is very reminiscent of that. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, Pincher Dick Superman cock is, for some crazy reason, more horrifying <laughs> <laughs> to me uh-huh. than ultrasonic screaming fucking 99 decibel penis. Which, by the way, are all great names for a band. Screaming Bug Dick. Great mm-hmm. name for the Screaming Bug Dicks. Great name for a band. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not as good as the Sugar Steaks, though. <laughs> Still stuck with the. Sh- Did I tell you about that band? I don't believe so. No, that's the band I want to start. It's the Sugar Steaks. Dave Grohl's going to play drums for me. Do you know why it's called the Sugar Steaks? Why is it called the Sugar Steaks? Because bitches like that sweet dick. Oh, very good. See, Kathy was mm-hmm. not impressed. <laughs> Finally on this list, uh, we have an animal called the fossa, the only mammal that we talk about in this article. And it is a part of the lemur family and is one of the largest carnivores in Madagascar. The fossa females, which is what we're talking about, while still young, will go through a phase of masculinization. For a certain appear- so for a certain period, they appear to be male. Their clit grows in size, develops spikes, and, over- and overall puts off unwanted advances from males wanting to mate and predators. Okay, that just moved beyond Superman. <laughs> <laughs> screaming but <laughs> screaming bug dick was cute. Superman mm-hmm. was horrifying. Mm-hmm. Spiked engorged female scare men penis thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the winner. That is the most <laughs> horrific thing. That it's just like I just wanted to go down on you. You that I mean, how hard is it to get men to go down on you in the first place? And now all of a sudden your fucking clitoris just pops out fucking spikes. I'm well, like, that fair, is not a winning to, situation. To be fair, it's when they're young. And so they're just trying to keep all the, the creepy pedos away. Okay. I got you on that one. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But at some point do those spikes kind of retract or something. And then what pops them out is adults. Yes. So w- once once they uh, reach maturity, they uh, the clitoris does kind of sh- shrink back a little bit to uh, more more reproductive ready state. To a yeah. So does that mean that animals have orgasms? I don't know if I've ever asked this. I th- I, I think mm-hmm. some do, but do um, most mammals have some type of orgasm to kind of you know make it worth their while? Because you know spike spike things in my junk there better be a payoff so that there's there there are a lot of mammals that um have sex and have like they will ejaculate but there's not as far as science is concerned there's not as many that do it specifically for pleasure right so so they're for whatever reason their physiology is made up so when it's reproduction it's reproduction it's not really about um the pleasure centers but um you know this article doesn't necessarily go into that but 
Um, I would just like uh, for mammals for sure. I think there's a probably a wider range of, of uh, species that have some sort of pleasure involved in it. Right, right, right. I know there's like dolphins, bonobo monkeys, or bonobo mm-hmm. or bonerbo monkeys. Mm-hmm. Bonobo, uh, you know, bonobos, and then they have, uh, you know, they feel good. They have sex for pleasure. Like bonobos, like if the two male sides are going to start, you know kind of going at each other mm-hmm. then uh the chicks will be like hey dude let's have an orgy and they'll like try to just like start flirting and throwing mm-hmm. their junk to get the men to stop their fighting which i think is good i think more women should step up and you and i that, <laughs> that would be great because you and i would literally fake fight every day we would literally like go and like there'd be like go by where all the chick monkeys are, and we'd literally be like, okay, Enigma, you ready? Yeah, okay, let's be enemies. And then we'd be like raw, raw, and start shaking branches and throwing shit and whatever to get the chicks to interject and be like, no, no, let's all fuck. And then we're like, okay, but I was gonna, I was gonna fight him. I mean, maybe because you and Kathy are so known for your fights, maybe you and Kathy can do that. In front of some some ladies because you you both like ladies. Um, and True, maybe but work... I don't think that I don't think the girl monkeys would fall for that though. Oh, okay. okay. Like we have to pretend to be like warring tribes of man monkeys. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That's gotcha, what gotcha. they do, man. Hey, dude, I didn't make up the bonobo rules. No, 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 you did not. This is just <laughs> it. Just fake fight with me, Jesus. Get Nerf guns or something. I, I do have an arsenal of Nerf guns. That, that that can happen. Well, I'm terrified of more creatures on this planet now. Thank you, Enigma. <laughs> You're so welcome. And there's just a world of discovery for you if you wish to find <laughs> out. Do we have another story? We do indeed. So our next story comes from timesofisrael.com. And it is called Hot and Heavy Protein Turns Sun into Sex Drive Israeli Study Finds. So... Israeli researchers say that they have found the scientific reason behind summer lovin'. A team from Tel Aviv University is suggesting that the very same protein in the skin that protects us from sunlight damage also causes chemical changes that trigger sexitad. So we knew that the sun affected the testosterone levels in men, but there hadn't been any studies into why. The first level of the test uh, focused on directing UV light at mice, and the team reported hormone levels rising significantly, making both sexes more willing to mate. And why? Because of the hormone P53, which gets fired up when met with sunlight. Uh, if you remove the P53, the effect goes away. The team hmm. says we were surprised by our findings and feel they open up many more topics for research. They illustrate that the way our skin interacts with the environment around us impacts our behavior and ways we were only starting to understand. I think the uh, the myth is now justified because we've talked about that on the show before too. Is that uh, a lot of women are like, "Wow, every time when I lay out in the sun, I get super duper horny." There's a lot of women that they love laying in the sun because and they just get all tingly and horny. And I used to have friends that I would talk to, and they go, "Yeah, I just have to masturbate the second I finish." Uh, sunbathing, you know, I go out in the sun and just, you know, I got to go masturbate. And so it's always kind of been that thing. Like, but now it's kind of cool to finally see that there's some research behind it. And uh, now we're finding out why. 
Well, yeah, but it's also like there's a lot of erotica that starts with, oh, I was out sunbathing and there was the the hot like pool boy also out there working and we were both already hot and therefore sex happened. Hmm. Like, I like I, I definitely think there's a there's definitely a reason why that fantasy and that like genre of, of erotica exists for sure. Right. But now we know. So now what we need to do, Enigma, <laughs> is we need to get some sort of supplement that has, what is it? The P47 T5 fucking protein? P53. The P53. We have to get some P53. Okay, this is going to sound real, Bill Cosby. I just totally caught myself Mm -hmm. going there. I was like, yeah, we're going to make cookies, and then we're going to (laughs) put out P53 cookies, and then you and I are going to fight, and all the bonobo money, and all of a sudden I'm like, that's called rape. You yeah. cannot do that. That is yeah, drugging, that's, drugging, that's, drugging women. Yeah, no, that's no. Uh, pretty bill, pretty bill pill right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. can't do that. Okay, but as far as <laughs> pussy cookies go, go with me on this. Well, okay, that's okay, fine. Okay. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. So that's fine. I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a bonobo rapist. Um, good, good, good. But what we can do is we can say, hey, we got some P fifty three cookies. And then they're like, okay, we know that makes us a little tingly. I don't know what they're going for. And then we add on the aggressive behavior towards each other that maybe even makes them more eager. Ooh, and if we can go uh, an earlier episode, we can also take them through a haunted house. And yes. that way you have the fear, the heat, and the extra little P53 going on. And then just have a good old fun sexy time afterwards. just my god it'd just be monkey fucking everywhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. god damn i'm lonely <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me <laughs> enigma if the perverted podcast people are still <laughs> with us how would they continue to find us on the social media? Well, if they would like to continue the chaos, they can find us on Instagram at Perverted Podcast. They can find us on Twitter at Perverted PCast. And they can find us on FetLife. There's both a group and a page. Tell us we're swell. Tell us to go to hell. Just tell us fucking something on Perverted Mail. Um, box. All right, this is a windfall that has landed on us, Boogie, because we have also perverted mailbox happening here. It's, uh, I like windfalls. I'm not used to them, but this is good. And this is our friend Bakura who wrote to us and regarding your Texas show, because you talked about the Texas show on our no show. Right, which you can only get if you are a patron subscriber. Yeah, that was a fun no show we had a couple of weeks ago. It was a good one. I did have fun. So Bakura is a Patreon supporter. He heard the show. He said, mayhaps this time you can actually detour through Austin to say hi and sit in the AC with the copy. Also, jacuzzi tub and standing shower for some relaxation. And we have all the bug spray. Hmm. It is tempting. <laughs> it is. When somebody tempts you, tempts you with bug spray and, and AC, that's, that's hard to turn uh, down. Now you're just literally trying to get in my pants at that point. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much, that just makes me kind of an easy slut almost. I'm like, well, they do a bug spray. Fine, fuck me. <laughs> he also says at the end, uh, because I spoke on the no show, I'm going to just give a little teaser here. I was trying to come up with 
a phrase or a name to use for my ex because I refuse to use his name anymore because I'm so pissed off at him. And you and I, Boogie, were making fun about how what's the most disdainful phrase or, or title we can use for him. And Bakura wanted to weigh in. And he says, regarding the ex's name, Kathy, call him ovulating anus. Ovulating anus. It's a lot of syllables, <laughs> but I like it. I love the imagination that went into that name. Because <laughs> you know he sat there. He said, what can I put together? <laughs> An ovulating anus. That's just where shit just keeps getting birthed. <laughs> That's hilarious. Thank I like it. And, <laughs> and hello, Delilah. Uh-oh. Hello. How are you doing, Delilah? Who's Delilah? Well, I find we finally found it. Well, we said in the no show, or I said in some show, I don't remember, that we always say Bakura, but we never say his partner Delilah because I never yes. know what name. And he emails me back and he's all, oh, she says Delilah is fine, dickhead. Like it's the same <laughs> name that they've had for six years that they've said was fine. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Did he really say it's Delilah, dickhead? <laughs> well, I think it was inferred. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how often that happens with you, Boogie. <laughs> it is kind of true. The so, dickhead is inferred. <laughs> dickhead is just no, inferred. <laughs> Actually, it's implied. You inferred it. Okay, so. Uh, Did you just grammar not for me? What? What? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. What? What is this grammar Nazi you speak of? Jesus Christ. Well... Look, it's going to get worse, Kathy. Okay. I actually have a perverted mailbox. <gasps> what? Okay. Okay, Wait, go it, with it me on this. Our, oh, why didn't I see it? It came through to you personally? N not exactly. Oh, my um, God. Go okay, ahead. so our the show is hosted on SoundCloud. Yes. So we have profiles on SoundCloud for the Perverted Podcast and then for all our little dumb songs that I do. I have one for that. And uh, and so it ha it's technically like a profile that people can email you on. Okay. And I just never look because oh, we don't... Now I know where the you're about to be pissed off at me, Kathy, comes from. So... About nine months ago. Oh, my God. I'm getting pissed off already. Maybe even a year ago. Oh, man, you're killing me here. We got this email that was actually one of the nicest emails anybody's ever written. Oh, it's man. in that super sweet category. Not the you know, like we get these emails and they're like really touching and lovely. And, uh. Yeah, so I'll just read it, you know? Oh. So, and I don't know whose name I could use because I emailed them back on that, but they haven't got back to me. But I know who it is, and they're also on our TikTok page, and they've seen a lot of the TikTok videos. So this might have been as far back as when I was in Texas the last time, a year and a half ago, wow. two years ago. So from person whose email I didn't see until a year <laughs> later. Oh, my God. While I may be in my 40s, I am eternal little at heart well at least until the toys come out and then i'm all slut thank you for sharing your life with us i have blown past the zombie stage and am well on my way to zamhood 
I found you on <laughs> iHeartRadio. Shut up. You and Kathy and all the rest have become my favorite radio station. Oh. It goes on. Oh. I sink we'll you to my. It. I sink you to my car and listen while I drive or just on the phone while I work around the house. You have helped me connect to the world in a way during this crap pandemic of 2020. Oh my God, you're killing me! When the wildfires were creeping up towards us, she's in a state that oh. has wildfires. You oh. helped me stay distracted while our sky was red. <laughs> I couldn't see across the street. Oh. I know that you have been struggling. That hasn't changed. But I just wanted to remind you of how much of a difference you make to this world we live in. Thank you, person. I didn't see email until a year later. Oh, that's it. That is the worst. You bet. We better write back to this person and tell them you're going to be on show, where are we, 357. I, I got to find them on FetLife. Yeah, you better find them. I can't believe you better run to Texas because I'm going to put my hands around your throat and strangle you. I can't believe you. Such a nice, nice letter that we got a year ago that we didn't really respond to. I responded to it a couple weeks ago because I forgot to put it on the last show, too. Um, Hey, we suck. I just I didn't see it. I'm sorry. I didn't (laughs) see it. So and what this does is it. Hopefully lets all of our listeners know, because I'm sure we've missed an email here and there. And sometimes people write like, really, we're not that big that we can't ever return a fucking email. Like we're nowhere near. Like when we start getting to 10, 20, 30,000 listeners and you get 10 emails a day, you're, of course, going to miss some. We, we don't get that. That's not right. we get like one or two or three a week, you know, so we can respond. So if we don't ever respond to your sweet email please know <laughs> that we love you <laughs> and we appreciate she's probably totally like a zam echo by now and she's like well i guess they just don't care about me you know Aww, it's just man. you know just don't <laughs> i just want to reach out through the internet and just hug this person and tell them i'm sorry <laughs> well that well hopefully they still listen and then they'll know that that i'm just an asshole and didn't ever bother to check that email pervertedpodcast oh. at gmail.com is the way the best way i check that literally 19 times a day with desperation <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, boogie, boogie, boogie. I can fuck them on an island. I can fuck them on a cloud. I may never get to fuck a celebrity, but in my mind, I can fuck them now. I, I'm not a big fan of writing out my fantasies. I just prefer to tell you what goes on in them. Well, then, Kathy, why don't you tell me, seeing as I've already sneakily played the jingle? Sneakily. We know what we're doing here. We know what we're doing here. You and I are probably never going to have sex with any hot celebrities, so we might as well just fan fiction them in our minds. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> that's yeah. what fan fiction is for. That's what a celebrity, <laughs> that's what a sex symbol is for. Because I sometimes have like reverse guilt. Like, well, what if somebody heard me? Like, mine, you know. I don't have to worry about that because my my celebrity I chose is dead. Ooh. 
<laughs> little necrophilia Catherine fantasy. No, it is not that at all. All right, lay it on us then. Well, mine is, you may not even know who this is, Gregory Peck. I know who fucking Gregory Peck is. The famous Gregory actor. Gregory Peck. Is Gregory, Gregory Peck. Peck. That's the way he talks. Gregory Pecker. <laughs> He's in one of my favorite movies ever called Guns of Navarone. Okay. Uh, he's also Rome, in Roman Holiday with Audrey Hepburn. He was in the original Cape Fear and the movie To Kill a Mockingbird. 1950s actor, uh, very stoic kind of, you know, I think he epitomizes the 1950s male. Ooh. And even though this is not generally uh, in my wheelhouse, for some reason when I think of Gregory Peck, he fits right into the... 1950s man with a pipe and the hat coming home after a long day's work and the little woman is home and she's, mm. you know, dressed all, you know, Donna Reed style and has a cocktail ready for him and and then you throw and dinner and then you throw in a shit ton of kink and that's all I need to get going and there's a lot of of spanking for getting the pot roast to come out all chewy instead of tender. Oh. Uh, the potatoes weren't any good, and there's mm. spanking that has to happen for that. <laughs> and uh. there's, and it's the reason why I always found this one. That I don't really share this with a lot of people, is because it's very much not what I normally do. It's yes, I like dominant men, I like dominant women too, but but this is um, uh, it's not so much a submissive thing as as a very almost caring and giving kind of man who just is disciplining you because he loves you this much he's not cruel or mean to you uh and that is something that is very much not something that i normally uh, fantasize about but for some reason gregory peck brings it out in me this is a man who has just this stoic face hardly shows any emotion except his anger and even when he does he's holding it all in and he's not gesticulating wildly and there's something that i found so awesome about that kind of power that doesn't isn't effusive and doesn't have to you don't have to show the power is there the power is just there and it's this little cocoon fantasy i have where that part of me only comes out in that fantasy that that you know homemaker uh role only ever comes out when i'm thinking 1950s household and gregory peck wow That's it's pretty you know, damn hard is bending you over the table to thank you for because the dessert was so lovely and so were the cocktails that I'm going to reward you, honey. And it's I, I makes me I I'm embarrassed. My face is getting red right now just talking about it because it's well, so not like me. Lift that little poodle skirt right up over yes. your ass and rest his rest his ashtray that he tips his pipe into right on that fucking ass. Maybe fucking rests his hand with the martini glass in it while he fucks you. Exactly. Uh. Little Bing Crosby in the background. A little Dean Martin. A little Kathy's getting fucking bumped in by Gregory's cracker. Oh, yeah. And then it's a climactic scene and you just start nutting and he nuts and... And then he says, thank you, my darling. Now, go clean yourself up. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a little hot. 
That was great. <laughs> Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. <laughs> I don't even remember what his voice like. I keep thinking Peter O'Toole, but it's not. It's Gregory Peck. No, he, a- he has this. He has a scene with David Niven in Guns of Navarone where he's just had it up to here because everybody is just all his subordinates aren't doing what they're supposed to do, and everyone keeps blaming him and about as effusive as he gets because David Niven is the explosive expert and they've just realized that all their explosives have been sabotaged and he's got this gun and he's supposed to they are all looking to him because he's always telling them what to do you're gonna have to kill this guy who sabotaged the explosives and it's up to you and he finally just louses it and says to David Niven you better find a way to make this work because you got me in a mind to use this gun and (laughs) that is as effusive as he can but he makes it work. He just has this power, and that's why in this fantasy he works so well for me. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even want to do mine. <laughs> Go do it. I want to hear yours. Are always fun. <laughs> well, I'm gonna kind of read a mine because I kind of wrote some erotic of it. I'm like, Yay. god damn. Gregory Peck sounds like a man's man. He is. Like that Playboy Hugh Hefner 1950s guy. I uh, like it. Good job. <laughs> well, shoot. Well, the show's going to go totally long now. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> totally fine. So, I'm a train robber in the uh, train robbing days. I got my tickets, you know, I'm now walking on the train. And in my fantasy, it's kind of dreamlike fantasy because I pick Anna Kendrick as my uh, fantasy. Do you know who she is? I do. Do you? Good, because I barely do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've seen her in anything. I just always see her on talk shows, and she's always super cute and super fun, and she's funny, and she has like all the personalities that I love. Plus, she's totally cute. So I. I have to violate her. That's just how I, it's kind of how I roll. So it's (laughs) Anna Kendrick. So, so I'm a train robber and, you know, I get on a train at the station, Kathy, you know, and I got my gun and, you know, everyone had a gun back then. So, you know, it was kind of there, but for some reason, like the train is totally like almost empty. And I start going through the cars and there's like maybe a couple sleeping workers. They don't have any fucking money. So I'm like, God, whatever. And there's like nobody. There's all like storage cars. So they're like, nothing looks good to steal. And then all of a sudden I get in this empty car and just in one of the seats is a nun. Mm. Catholic nun. And that Catholic nun is Anna Kendrick. And so, like, I holster my gun. You know, obviously, I'm not going to fucking rip off a nun. You know, like, what do they have? They have no goddamn money working for the Lord and shit. They have a wooden rosary. A wooden rosary. (laughs) Yeah, that's got to be worth at least a good nickel. A good, hard, wooden nickel. So she can see I'm agitated. So Anna Kendrick Nunn looks at me, and she asks me very politely if I need prayers for my soul, Kathy. Oh, my God. Do I need prayers? So, of course, I tell her, I don't think that's going to help an outlaw like me. I lean in her like I'm going to scare her a little bit, you know, because I'm kind of pissy that I ain't got no one to rob. And a Kendrick nun then gives me a sly eye, which is very unusual for a nun, Kathy. 
Usually the nuns don't be giving you sly eyes. And she says, maybe you need a different type of spiritual healing. (laughs) She then gets up, starts walking to one of the storage cars, and then gestures for me to follow her. Now, I'm kind of perplexed, but I follow her. Once inside the storage car, she tells me to lean back against some of the crates. She then reaches for my gun belt, and I grab her hand. Anna Kendrick Nunn says, You can trust me. I'm doing the Lord's work. So I look over her hand, Kathy. She unbuckles my belt and the holster and gun drops right to the floor. Little puff of dust. She reaches out her soft, pure hands and grabs my cock and starts to squeeze and pull it with a strength that actually surprised me. No, I'm not the smartest outlaw, Kathy. This side of the Pecos. But I know that Anna Kendrick Nunn is no normal nun. I'm starting to get an idea that maybe this is getting a little crazy. She jerks my meat and gets it about as hard as a desert rock. And with that same sly look, the nun leans over and takes my entire cock down her wet throat, starts sucking it with hungry sounds. Dirty, evil, confusing sounds. But damned if I was going to stop her. And I thought, if you want outlaw cock, you're going to get outlaw cock. And I grabbed that nun's back of her head with both my hands and started to face fuck her while she gagged and sucked my meat dragon like she was possessed. I saw her hand drop down and lift up under her habit. Start messing with that likely dripping cunt. I could tell she was into it because she started to moan louder and suck even harder. I said, I need to finish inside you, woman. She pulled back until my dripping cock left her mouth, and after catching her breath, she said, You can only have my ass. My pussy belongs to the Lord. I said, Good enough for me. I picked her up and spun her around, bent her over that crate, hiked up her habit over her perfect little ass, told her to grab her ass and spread her cheeks, and she did. Revealing that tight little holy hole. I spit on that button, grabbed her hips, put the tip of my still nun-slobbered cock over my target, and thrust my cock so far up her ass she screamed, FATHER! (laughs) I fearlessly fucked that hole while smashing her hard enough against the crate that I could hear cracking and see dust and splinters flying. She was crying out, take my holy ass that serves man, the devil, and the Lord in heaven. Fuck me, outlaw. Come in my ass. And then I yelled, pushed my cock as deep in her ass as I could, and unleashed all of my cum and rage into her sacred tight asshole. She let out her own yell. It sounded like angels in sin, and I saw clear fluid running from her dripping cunt and splatter on the storage car's dusty floorboards. We both twitched and expelled our demons for a bit. Then I pulled my cock from her ass, let her put herself back together. I looked at her and said, Where on God's green earth did you learn how to do that? And a third time, I saw that sly eye, and she only uttered one word. 
priests. And then she walked <laughs> away. You are such a fucked up individual. <laughs> Anna Kendrick Nunn. Oh my God. Knows how to do it right. Is that one called Outlaw Cock? <laughs> Bone hand in there. I'm going to Texas, Kathy. <laughs> Gonna go find my Anna Kendrick nun. Oh, my Lord. Yay! That can't hold the, you know, it's dust from the train, Boogie. Dust from the train. Woo! That is the end of show 357. Please visit us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. Consider becoming a supporter of the show by contributing a measly $5 a month. Don't forget that if you email us, it should be through pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or Boogie will flat out ignore you for two years and you will wallow in your own misery waiting for us to reply. In constant sorrow! Constant sorrow! <laughs> I can't oh, believe how much we suck that we... 2020! <laughs> now it's 2022! It's even oh. numbers! What? Thank you to all of our wonderful patron subscribers and to, of course, our lovely current show sponsor, Headley! It's an amazing time. I look forward to talking to you guys next time, hopefully from Texas. Hopefully the car makes it. Hopefully I didn't get dragged through the desert by wild coyotes and that Kathy and I can come and be here on the next show, 358. Yay! One, two, three, four, five, five. How spoiled we've become with technology. We can't imagine life without our internet or cell phones. Well, super smart people had to create this stuff. But smart people are kind of lame and usually sexually alone. So pity fuck a nerd. They need love too while they invent the nifty gadgets that we love to use. They have no social skills, no style or class. Let's keep them motivated with a piece of ass. Kick it. The pretty people who look good at parties are often not the type who possess large brains while they're barfing up last night's Bacardi. Some dweebs in the lab making medicine that will stop their pain. So pity fuck a nerd. They need love too while they invent the nifty gadgets that we love to use. They have no social skills, no style or class. Let's keep them motivated with a piece of ass. The laptop that you love didn't grow on a tree. Nor did the satellites that bring 900 channels on TV. Don't worry about your image, just sneak in and give a lay. Cause even if they told, no one would believe them anyway. It's true. If you're a dude, go down on a science chick. If you're a chick, get jiggy on an engineer dick. And if they're gay, I'm sure there's someone out there who can sexually assist a software programming. Just 
Pity fuck a nerd. They need love too. Well, they invent the nifty gadgets that we love to use. They have no social skills, no style or class. Let's keep them motivated with the piece of ass. Pity fuck a nerd. 